You're listening to The Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, Soundgarden. Now, here's your host, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This is Rob Heitman and Jake. Say and hi, Jake. Jacob Newkirk. Jacob Newkirk. Newkirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're doing this thing. It's the Dirty Dozen. Uh, I play guitar here in L.A., and... And Jacob plays drums, and he's amazing, and he's been in like a bunch of different bands, and he knows everybody, and all that stuff. But no one knows me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you're you're kind of stealthy like that. Uh, well, I'm probably a lot more stealthy than you. And I gotta stop. Oh, hold on a second. I have the metronome going on. Let's stop that. Yeah, yeah you there we go. Talk in time. We can talk in time. <laughs> you know, It'll like work. You're a drummer, right? Uh, anyway, uh, so we're we're talking and. Um, we said, "Hey, let's get together." We were, we'd start talking about music. I'm like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's let's go and put this together." And you know, we had fun talking. I figured people enjoy listening to it. We're talking here about Soundgarden. Well, tell me about like the first. Oh, real quick, uh, we're we're gonna try and put all of the music that we play here on uh, on on Spotify. We'll play like a couple second tidbits. We're gonna be played in the background. We're not actually gonna play it like high quality uh so we don't get in trouble even the intro the intro is probably the only thing we played a little bit longer and that's just because i was playing guitar in it i figured i'd do that right before there it was kind of fun i I went to the open c tuning which is so bizarre and i had never really played in that before i didn't realize that was you playing on there it sounded just like it yeah well thanks uh and that's all i that's not with any special effects or any crazy like i know a lot of these people like i'm using my helix i'm using my camper i'm using my what you know my my $5,000 vintage amplifier. Uh, It was me with my little shanker plugged into, uh, just plugged into Logic and uh, using the the (laughs) Wawa setting on uh, on, in Logic. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's a good guitar. You know, I had to to play with my little metal guitar, which I don't get to play with as much. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. All right. uh, So that's pretty much what we're doing. And we, we were thinking that the top 10 list has been overdone. Mm-hmm. And if you look on Spotify, you look anywhere, you see these, oh, here's Essential Soundgarden, and there's like 900 tracks there. It's like, I can't think of which one I like better, and I'll just put it all on there. And top 10 is too small. And I figured mm-hmm. a show, you know, when they're not headlining, when they're playing with a bunch of people, maybe, they can play maybe 12 songs. And mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of, when I put mine together, uh, it was more of what people would expect to go to the show and people wouldn't be disappointed. It isn't necessarily my top 10 Soundgarden songs, my top 12 Soundgarden songs, but it's the the, the set that I would expect them to see that they'll bring most people back happy and me happy too because there's a couple songs that I love. Um, Mine's all about my essentials. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Jake's obsessive. <Yeah. laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. um, let's, uh, let's talk about the band. When's the first time you heard of Soundgarden? Trying to rewind back to, I think it was sixth grade, and kids were talking about this song, um, Spoon Man, on MTV, and uh, kind of making fun of it. But then when I actually heard it, and it was on rotation like crazy, you remember back then, I was like, man, this is some good stuff. So that's my first um, kind of opening to Soundgarden. Then I realized like there was a little history before them and found some other good albums. But yeah, um, Super Unknown, I still hold to being probably the... Um, the cream of the crop like the best album that they did even though they're it's hard to pick but that one just like it's 70 minutes right that album's 70 minutes long you don't get that these days in an album right right. um and start to finish maybe a couple songs you might not feel like at the moment but yeah 
that's, that's yeah. For me, album. it's Bad Motor Finger. I think I, like when I when I went there, I, well, I yeah. came in the album before Bad Motor Finger. Uh, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Dan Barbuto, if you're out there, uh, <laughs> which you're not. <laughs> uh, but but Dan, he used to this guy in uh, in New Jersey. He used to give me these mixtapes. He's always have you always have like that sort of mm-hmm. cool friend. Who, who always was in on like the new stuff? Yeah, and, and then he'd go dub the tape off of him. The dub tapes, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he'd like, oh, here, man, and and he, and he would give me a tape. You just like a cassette tape back yeah, in the day. Yeah. And, but here, check this out. And there was a bunch of really good stuff on there. And uh, the one song, uh, one song on there that blew me away was uh, probably one of my favorite Soundgarden songs, which is "Gun," not the foreshadow here, mm-hmm. but it's on my list. <laughs> okay, uh, but it, it was just it hit me. I was like, that is just a crazy good song yeah, and uh yeah. and then i've been a fan i saw them you know uh out in new york city at roseland nice. uh sometime uh <laughs> it was like the 90s probably see i didn't get to see them in the 90s i saw them uh when they came back around so well, they back around like back around last year or back around no like when the first reunion came they played um the forum um so they didn't they hadn't recorded again yet it was just like they i think that black rain single came out and um they were just kind of like scrounging up some stuff and talking about recording but so that was my first final like live experience but i had seen chris cornell um doing a solo thing and then he would do some sound guard oh, you, and some you, temple you, you, you saw him yeah um where'd you see him ventura uh the fairgrounds it was weird i think it was um queens of stone age played that night too but it was really cool because um he played some temple of the dog and some really uh interesting stuff and i think that I, the band I, 11 was um his backing band oh wow okay um, and with Chris Cornell live, some days are hit or miss, but he was on that day. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I saw them a little on the, the last go around, not really see them. I, I saw a video of them playing uh-huh. on the last go around. I didn't get a chance to go to the show. Um, but it, when I heard Chris, he was not at his best. Yeah. I was kind of like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I really want to go. Oh, maybe I don't. And right. because just because YouTube is so like pervasive. So if you mm. screw up and you have a bad night, yeah, everybody it's immortalized knows it. yeah. on the interwebs. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Temple of Dog had that reunion show mm-hmm. here in what Universal, right? No, I think that was also the forum. No, I, well, it may have been. But I thought I thought it was like the last show at Universal Amphitheater. It in, might have been at, at Universal and Studios. And I'm kicking myself for not going. It was I, like a hundred something uh, a ticket, I think, though. So. Yeah, but it was probably uh, when you look in back at it, it's yeah. probably worth it. Should yeah. have happened. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good good stuff. Okay, um, so that's kind of our background with the band. Uh, yeah, let's start talking about the songs that you. Do we want to start talking about the songs that missed the cut or the albums that missed the cut or any albums that missed the cut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not again to foreshadow to my list, but... Um, well, we can foreshadow now. because I there. didn't pick anything um, prior to Bad Motor Finger on mine. Not that there aren't some good songs on there, but as far as like essential um, needs to be on the list, I think that's when they were really more important. Um, but yeah, not to say it, I don't listen to a lot of the old stuff. Even, um, what was that one, uh, Birth Ritual? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's on single soundtrack, right? But it's like, so that was pre all this stuff, but still, that's a great one, you know? Oh, yeah, by the way, when we're looking at this, we're kind of looking at their main albums. I know they did mm-hmm. little things here and there, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, oh, this song was great, and you know, on the single soundtrack, or um, that, that song was good. Birth Ritual was, was, was quite a good song. Yeah, I mean, that's showcasing his pipes, probably more than a lot of songs because yeah. he's just always he's up here you know yeah, like, uh, 
mile high with his yeah. voice. Like nobody, I was like, hey, let's do a Soundgarden cover band. Great, I got a drummer, I got a bassist, I got a guitarist, yeah. and... And you'll be looking no for a singer, singer for, for a, a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the biggest problem. If you could sing that, just uh, text us, okay? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, okay, um, yeah, for mm. me, as the, the first, you know, the old stuff is good, and also, you know, the... The King Animal album. Mm, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. find anything on there. There's a couple songs I kind of like, The Birds of Bones and Been mm-hmm. Away Too Long and a couple other songs on there yeah. that are okay. But it was just more of a... It's like, uh, you know... Yeah. I, I was listening... Because today I listened through the albums and I, I had some time so I put on that one because yeah. I felt bad. I'm like, maybe there is some good stuff on here that I just overlooked at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I got through probably three quarters of the way and, and I remember a couple moments I'm like, oh, that was an okay song. But nowhere would it be on like my essential list. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad, I'm grateful it was there that we have this album, and maybe I'll go back and visit it. because with Down on the Upside, I really didn't like that album when it first came out in '96 or whatever. So who knows? Maybe we'll go back and kind of you know it'll be a brand new album to us, and we'll see hear things we didn't hear the first time. I don't know. I actually kind of liked it. I like. I think they did that album. When I look at it, when I look back, it's the first half of that album. Is really good, mm-hmm. and maybe it's how I listened to it in the day, or I felt the same. Uh, uh, yeah. And the second half was kind of like, oh, let's just throw crap on there, uh, stuff on there, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll throw that on there and see what the what the deal is, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But the first the first half is pretty good. I, no, I, I agree. I, yeah. some, one, I had a song or two that made my uh, list from there. Yeah, it kind of was um, those moments of like what you remembered of Soundgarden, how they like play with some of the timing and kind of just the the tuning. So it was kind of cool to the fact that they came together again after how many years, you know, and then, and kind of just sounded like themselves again, a little more mature, but yeah, it was still them. Yeah. As a guitar player, I was always like looking at, you know, yeah. they had the Chris Cornell, you know, model Gibson, uh, <laughs> you know, wide body, you know, a 335 wannabe. I don't know if it was 335. It was, it probably was a 335. Um, but you know, he had that cool, you know, blaze mm-hmm. on it and I was like, oh, that looks cool. Yep. And it's probably just like every other Gibson was just really cool. <laughs> It's because he's holding it. I yeah, I know. It's it it awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there was a couple songs that, that I missed. I, like Part of me wanted to say, hey, the best songs, period. I'll stick with Bad Motor Finger. I'll just put Bad Motor Finger on there, and I'll throw a couple songs from Super <laughs> Unknown. I'm good. Uh, but uh, there's a couple songs I didn't make it. Uh, uh, like, uh, Blow Up the Outside World from Down on the Upside. Oh, really? Yeah, that didn't make my list. It was really close. It was because I, I looked at it as as a concert and oh, yeah. and when you when you get to my list you'll see that there's so, you know there's like songs that I don't particularly love but they have to play mm-hmm. no, and agree, you yeah. know and and I don't want to you know put a dark hole in the sun or anything but there's <laughs> you know there's songs out there that they probably have to play that I wouldn't put on my top 12 list and like uh from uh down on the upside another one was rhinosaur which I oh, yeah. like that I song. I absolutely love that song. Yeah, it was like when I was like, oh, yeah. And you Again, know. with that weird, the off-timing they'll do, but it still just has that cool groove, that yeah, signature yeah. sound. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to put it on for a second. Let's, see. Yeah. Let's listen to a couple seconds. Okay, that's all we can put on. <laughs> <laughs> I play this song on my dashboard all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, and the other other one I wanted to put on from Bad Motor Finger, and I almost still want to, so I, I still keep it open for throwing on there, uh, mm-hmm. is Drawing Flies. 
Mm. Uh, yeah, I really I, love that song. I love that song a lot. And, it uh, kind of actually sounds like Rhinosaur a little bit in the timing, how it has that like a pickup beat. In the oh, it back. does. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I guess. A little similar then. Sometimes I don't see things as a drummer. I don't see things as a guitar. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> I just love it when it kicks in with the guitar right here. Mm. And I'll talk over it so we can play a little longer. <laughs> right, the little man down. Sitting here, there, yeah. that's company. Okay, but it's right. that same thing. It has that pickup beat a little bit ahead of the beat, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. And uh, I'm glad you uh, threw that one out there because that was one that I was wrestling with too. Yeah, and like uh, what, the other one, what was like Fourth of July from? Uh, oh, that's important to me. Super unknown, and it's just like I just love the droniness and the, yes. the fun of it. And I don't want to like throw that. We may talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Okay, okay. And uh, <laughs> like uh, the other one, I kind of threw there was the flower, you know, the old yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Ultra Mega Okay, you know, and the the FOP. If you don't know what FOP is, that's probably a good thing. Got to get my list out. <laughs> and uh, nothing to say off of uh, all of that, you know, the Screaming Life and FOP uh, EPs back in the day. Uh, one of the songs mm-hmm. I really love, and this is completely that I would never put on a, a, a favorite list because it's really a Devo song. <laughs> but it was oh, on. Yeah. I had a I had a the Bad Mortar Finger CD when it came out, and it was a double CD. It had a bonus CD, and it had the yeah. second CD had a had all of these covers on it and you know she's a politician and yep. a bunch of stuff like that but i'll put a couple seconds on it because it's really diva so uh i guess that's okay <laughs> feedback is good for you <laughs> anyway uh that was mm-hmm. that was a uh, girl you want and that there was an old diva song but that they did i loved it um yeah, it's funny. I didn't even know that was a Devo cover when I heard them do it, and then I, I later found out. Yeah, it's it's funny how that is. It's like sometimes bands do a cover so well that it's yeah, you know, it sounds like something they would it, make. It, hey, it's yeah. their song, you know. Hey, yeah. hey, you know what was like? Anyway, we can go off on other bands that do that a lot. <laughs> uh, but okay, let's go to the actual Dirty Dozen. Dun dun dun. What song you want to throw in first? Talk about. Well. um... I don't know, like I said, unfortunately, mine doesn't consist of anything pre-Bad Motor Finger, but... Do you want to talk <clears> really <throat> quick about the couple songs that I threw on pre-Bad Motor Finger? I talked about yeah, let's Gun that before. Because, yeah, that'll make more sense. Uh, so, uh, okay, I'll talk about... Well, it's pretty much two songs I threw on there, which is Loud Love. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say, um, if we're talking about songs that I had to cut, that one was... That signature kind of Soundgarden to me, that, that when they were finding that, that sound and developing it. Okay, I wasted all of that with the, on the, the intro, intro, which is really the most important. They, they got so many intros that just good. But that riff, it just kind of it sounds like what they would later develop, and just it was that signature sound. Yeah, and I think that was really one of the first songs that like, yeah, that's where they're going. It was such a departure, I think, from what they were doing uh, sub pop mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. into yeah, that, much. and it was like, oh, these guys are kind of these are good and. They're yeah. a good metal band. There was, there was no such thing as grunge back then, and I think that mm-hmm. Chris, you know, would be rolling over his grave if we even mentioned them as grunge. Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, and that, and uh, you know, my favorite song, which I mentioned before, which was Gun. Yeah. And the pacing of Gun yes. is just so good. 
it's it really starts slow and it just picks up and yeah, it's that, just like the tempo build it really makes that song yeah, you, you and, feel that tension that it's like building up and, and you miss that a lot of in, today, in today's songs I think because you don't yeah. because they're using drum machines half the time yeah, and it's all dialed in on Pro Tools and Pro it's Tools and they're on so click so cold and yeah clicky that it just loses the the human feel to it that the band's actually executing yeah because they're, they're putting BPM up every mm-hmm. verse Mm-hmm. Every verse, and sometimes in the middle of the verse, it's just yeah. moving. And it's not moving. a computer that's driving them. No, they're, it's they're not. in a room playing this song and kind of just feeling where it goes naturally. I didn't realize Chris actually when they first started. Chris was playing drums. Drummer, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they say a lot of times like a lot of the real percussive aspects of the band was because him and Matt had this connection. Like he would write kind of some riffs and songs, and Matt they were just like right there in it. So like Spoonman again, that was kind of like he he wrote that song I think pre super unknown but um it kind of had that percussive feel and it just it all worked together and it makes sense that he would just bring that in because he has that history of playing percussion yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. it's always it's funny like a lot of people from there it's like you look at dave grohl and foo fighters and all the other stuff yeah they're 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 all drummers yeah i hate them uh, yeah i I got you (laughs) All right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Actually, um, I was reading recently. There's like a four um, track demo that is somewhere out there, and I think Kim Thale is talking about releasing it at some point. That has them doing songs with Chris on drums, way, way, way back before yeah. even the sub. I haven't heard any of it, and I heard it's floating around. I don't know if you have, but yeah, um, no. I'd love to hear what that sounded like. Is wow, you know? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny, but I'm glad that that. Chris was able to step out from behind the drums and yeah. kind of focus on his voice because his voice yeah. is so... He's, yeah, he's like one of the... Uh, but yeah, if you heard times. him early on, it, it wasn't as mm-hmm. iconic with the ridiculous highs in his voice and everything, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, okay, those are my two for... Uh, so I'm down to 10. So Jake, uh, give me two of yours. Uh, the, of the 12? Yeah. Top 12? Um, well, that's good you say two because... I was having a hard time, and I was thinking 12 is hard. If I had to pick my two favorite Soundgarden songs, though, that would be easy. So what I'm going to do is give you my first two, and then um, we can And these there. are your absolute favorite My absolute top two, and I think it's like definitive Soundgarden to me. And the first one is Outshined, only okay. because it's just about the coolest riff ever, I feel like. the um, It's that perfect kind of real heavy, slow groove. Um, and then it kind of, it sets up for that real anthemic chorus. Uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, everything about that song, I was just like, if I had to, if no one had heard Soundgarden before, I would be like, just listen to the song, even though it doesn't really represent some of the other softer and melodic sides. What is a power it. child? That's what I want to know. Yeah. You need to be shown, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that <laughs> some sort of, you know, hidden satanic, yeah. uh, maybe, thing, or maybe, maybe they're all Christian and it was about Christ. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. Let's hope. <laughs> But no, I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, that that was uh, outshined, and that's a uh, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, that's on my yeah. list too. So oh, yeah, so I'm down to nine. But yeah. that's good. That's a okay. good one. Um, uh, do you want me to play take two seconds of it? No, of course, seconds? I'll always listen. To okay, that's and again, that like odd time thing that people. That's what's so great about them is they play these like odd time signatures that I don't think people paid attention or know. Unless you're really like studying it, then you'll see it. But the average listener isn't going to notice that it's kind of playing with the beat there. Yeah, and for and, and for me, it's it's just that <clears throat> that deep growl that you normally mm-hmm. get with like a seven string nowadays. Right. But, the, but they were tuning down, yeah. like all the way, and yeah. it was kind of like, oh yeah, this is like. Yeah, yeah, and I think most people have heard about like you know they talked to Buzz 
um, from the Melvins and kind of ripped off his uh, down tuning thing because I think he was the guy who kind of showed that to Kim Thale and he brought that into the band. So I think he's in part responsible for a lot of the Soundgarden sound, but people probably don't uh, give him the credit for that. But yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because that was, you know, the kind of that, that Seattle scene there, and they were all just uh, a community there and talking and stuff, and I think they... Yeah, I mean, I and... imagine being in Seattle for that. I know. Like, like all of that. Yeah, know? it's funny. I was there um, many, many years ago, and I was, like, flipping through the Seattle Weekly, like, RLA Weekly, and I was going through the back, and all the, the ads for for bands it says no grunge no grunge and i was like i was bummed out because it's like oh i guess if everyone's just probably flying here to like start grunge bands and they they're sick of it by now oh yeah i'm sure like after nirvana hit and anybody who wasn't already playing in that space you know in that scene would be like hey yeah and it's too late you can't go there and like think you're gonna ride that that, uh, train because it's already gone you know it served its purpose in there but yeah so um that was my first one okay and then the second most favorite song which yeah, it's tied right up there. Is like suicide, really, uh, really? That didn't, that didn't, that actually make my list. It was one of wow. those ones that were on the fringe yeah. for me. I mean, it's super. Is, is it a personal to, me, to you? Or? Yeah, I think it is, and I don't know why. I think it's just that like it's again a perfect song to me, and uh, it's like um, it's a poem. Like when you, because you know, like uh, the story behind it, right? It was like some he's sitting in his house, and a bird flew into the window. And, oh, was that um, what it was about a bird? Yeah, and oh. um, sh- he went outside to see, and she's like laying on the ground with like a broken wing. It's in the lyric too, and he ended up getting a brick to kill her to put her out of her misery. So it's like she lived like a murder, but she died like suicide. So it's this weird like if you, oh, yeah. it has this whole double meaning, and it's almost like since he told us the meaning, it 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 takes away some of the imagination but um well it's funny i mean it's it sounds like a good story you know maybe he's making that that's up completely. true yeah <laughs> like, put the story I to the lyric what that really means <laughs> uh i saw a bird that read it on my window yeah <laughs> but it's just it's like it's beautifully yeah. musical and dark lyrically and it's this cool marriage together and um and the bonus track i'm sure you've heard the uh, acoustic version right, right, of right. that song which is also it's like a it stands on its own also it's yeah. it's great but yeah that's a special special song for me yeah i'll give you a couple seconds yeah this is the only part you like anyway mm-hmm. and we can listen to this just for a second and we can see why <laughs> jake likes it so much did i mention he plays drums <laughs> okay i think we played enough unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, once again all of these songs are even the songs that aren't on our top 12 list i think i'm going to put jake's top 12 list i'm going to put my dirty dozen i'm sorry uh jake's dirty dozen and uh and the almost songs that we talked about any song we talked about here you're going to be able to find on uh, a playlist on spotify that we'll give you a link to uh so okay cool uh so i guess i'm up mm-hmm. uh yeah that's a good good one uh you know let me just put the one that i wouldn't put on there is not my favorite song <laughs> It's a song that's been so overplayed. I'll put the two most overplayed songs. I'll, I'll, I'll start talking. <laughs> I'll talk about the two most overplayed Soundgarden songs. But if they were having a show, which is my whole they paradigm for this, them, yeah. it's like they have to play Black Hole Sun mm-hmm. and they have to play Spoon, Spoon Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if they went to one and, you know, it's like, oh. They don't want to play it any more than you want to hear it. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> but but everybody, there's people who go to the show and that's the only yeah, two songs, songs by Soundgarden yeah. and they knew. So, they, they, you know, you'd have to hear it and... Uh, that said, I like uh, you know I complain about it sometimes, but I'm like, you know what? I'm listening to it and I'll be oh no, it's not on. And then like two seconds into it, I'm start singing along mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, and it's like oh okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. 
uh, it was good. That's the reason why. It's just, uh, you know, if, if I haven't heard it for like a year or so, it's kind of new all of a yeah. sudden. Um, but yeah, so those are two more for me. I know that was kind of quick, but uh, does anybody, uh, you know, has anybody on earth not even heard those two songs? Uh, <laughs> uh, like Black Hole Sun, my wife who is not into metal or grunge or any of the hard rock stuff, uh, she knows Black Hole Sun. She can That's sing along. That's what's great about the song is it transcended like... Um radio stations like it would be playing on the hard rock but it'd also be playing on something a little more modern and and it was on mtv all the time and so it just it makes sense it's like a timeless tune that's why it's gonna be you know preserved in the annals of time because it was such a, a classic song yeah no i hear you yeah. uh okay black hole sign here's two seconds okay you've heard it now got it <laughs> and spoon it. spoon man the, the coolest thing I, I remember about spoon man was the video like you were saying before oh yeah I, I, I don't know if it was on air or not but we were talking about spoon man and it was like the video on mtv when the spoon man hit and that that old dude with with the spoons mm -hmm. i was like oh that's awesome and, and he's a, a real guy in seattle that they said that played um in the, like the downtown there and they actually got him to record that and be in the video yeah was it a street it? performer but isn't that song mostly about drugs, though, I think? Oh, I don't know. That would make sense so, in a different way, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, oh. you know, with the, you know. We better Wikipedia it real quick. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, Spoon Man. <laughs> wow, I've never heard that before. Yeah, so. <laughs> sounds like I'd like that song. Well, yeah, that'd be good. No, it's a, it's a great song. And I think they even won, like, some Grammys for that. I think for Grammys, I think they won something for Spoon Man and Black Hole Song. This is back in, you know, obviously this is super unknown, so this is like their biggest album. Yeah, yep. Uh, okay, you're up. What's next two? Uh, next two. Okay, so, like I said, I just threw my favorite two first. Um, now I'm going to go in some kind of order, chronologically. Okay. Um, so Jesus Christ Pose. Okay. I actually made my number three because it's got that crazy, uh, chaotic guitar squeals, um, and then the... The drums are kind of playing around it with that driving beat. It's just, it's really, I think it showcases Cornell's vocals, um, kind of what he, I think, finally came into uh, what he does. And it really was, um, I think, a definitive Soundgarden song. Yeah, and they got a lot of trouble when that came out. There was a big controversy. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Especially the video, I think there was a lot of imagery and uh, crosses yeah. flashing. And MTV so banned that video. Yeah? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, they did. Because it was, uh, they got all of the feedback from the Christian community. Yeah, yeah, I could see. And, uh, but it's it's really about it's. I don't think it's about it's not an anti-Christ song. I don't think it I is think either. It's, yeah, it's it's more about people who try to make themselves Christ-like in yeah, their suffering it, or whatever. Yeah. And I think it was a little um, about judgy people as well. But yeah, yeah, you're gonna have your Jesus Christ pose and step up mm -hmm, and yeah. you're better than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, give me a couple seconds of Jesus Christ pose. Yeah. Also, some awesome drums in the beginning. Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like a sitari thing there. Yeah, it's kind of fun. He has a lot of like Eastern sounds going on with these guys. Maybe because it came. Um... Okay, I think I don't think we can play. Yeah, it's just that. that that chaos that kind of gets reined in after the song starts for a bit and then just comes comes to a point. It's a great song. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, is it my turn again, or are we gonna you take two? Or are we going two and two? I guess you want to take another one. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take another one. Um, this is the the last one actually off Bad Motor Finger. I picked. Um, okay. It's, it's a uh, it's Holy Water. 
Oh, that's a good one. Love yeah. It. And um, it was actually this one or Slaves and Bulldozers. Oh, that's another good one, yeah. But uh, this one, I just felt it had that great groove. It feels good. Um, the ending has this fun kind of odd timing, crushing heavy tag. But um, yeah, it's it just it feels good. It's a, another good tune that when it comes on, I have to pay attention and turn it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's not on my list, but it's a good song. It's like, as I said, I was struggling with my whole, my whole yeah. concept, my whole view. I mean, I, I, I said I could have just thrown all the bad finger on there and become. I know. It. Well, and like I said, it was this one or searching or not searching, uh, slaves and bulldozers, and I was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, slaves and bulldozers is the almost. It's on the almost list. Yeah, and it, slaves and bulldozers just has those, that raspy vocal that he does with the clean. It was just. Yeah, it's. And a seven-minute song that you don't even notice is seven. Minutes. Well, it builds too. You know what I mean? It's got that. It's just that slow, and then it just yeah. kind of goes. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, okay, I'll stick with Bad Motorfinger real quick, and I'll throw another one of mine on there, uh, which is. Uh, there was this game called Road Rage. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I just don't know if I lost everything. Okay, there we go. All my screens went blank for a minute. I was like, oh! Uh, but anyway, uh, there's this, uh, this game called Road Rage on, like, Sega Genesis. And, or maybe it's in 3DO or something. Back in the day, I used to, you know, work, you know, extra hours part-time at, uh, at what, Software Etc., which is, like, uh, I remember that place too. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's all I could, and we used to get a lot of stuff, and they made us get like, we'd have like ridiculously cool pricing on it, and so I, <laughs> I had like every game system. So that's what's kind of caused my insanity. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, they had a, a song on there that I, that I just heard over and over, and I was like, it's it's a killer song anyway, uh, Rusty Cage, mm-hmm, and yeah. I was like, uh, you know, I can't not put that on there. And, you know, bring my rusty cage and run. It was just, yeah. it just like really driving. And... Yeah, that was that was a tough one for me to cut, but that's important. Yeah, that's when you get a speeding ticket if you're listening to that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's absolutely once that kicks in. Yeah, you just not that I've ever gotten a speeding ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and that video too is another great one. Trying to remember the video. What was the video? It's real like um, flat, like a bunch of stuff. It's, I think they're playing live, and then there's like cut into the next person, so it's just very chaotic. It matches the the music, right? Like, right, right. Getting kind of uh, worked up and all no, that's cool. Yeah, I think it was on like one of the. They did that. At, probably they did that in one of the Guitar Heroes, didn't they? Probably. Or whatever. I, I, I That'd thought, be a hard one to do on Guitar Hero. Yeah, you know, you hit your red, blue, and green button. Yay! I mean, if if they were to make Guitar Hero like. With six strings, or at least two strings. Yeah. Learn how to play it on two strings, and then you can That's a start. Yeah. I think they do now, actually, but I, I don't know. I don't pay attention. But there is something, I think, that actually you play some sort of guitar, guitar that will it. apply to a real-life situation with a real guitar. Yeah, I think it's like a Rocksmith or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. yeah. But still, it was like that was a day. I mean, everybody was playing Guitar Hero. and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, had my, it, I did, too. had my you know, mother, who had never... <laughs> knowingly listen to an Ozzy Osbourne out, or track and you know playing crazy tracks. <laughs> oh this is great or or it's like uh, some Metallica you know it's like Enter Sandman probably was on there oh, of course <laughs> anyway okay let's go so I did that uh, okay on, on Super Unknown a fell on Black Days mm-hmm. I, I just I love that song just kind of the, the feel of it I know it's a little poppy no, I, yeah, I, yeah. It was... but, but, but it's like 
I feel it's just like it's it sounds like Soundgarden. Yeah, that song is like Soundgarden playing with their their best, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's true. That one um, made the cut. I was like last minute. I put that one to the side, but it was another important one too because I remember playing drums that one too. It's just got that like darker. Kind of like slow, uh, drudgy feel, a weird riff that some kind of, it kind of works, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't because it's a weird riff, but they're the masters of making this kind of like cyclical, uh, repeating riff that becomes the song. And, and that's that's really commonplace nowadays. I mean, yeah. They're, they're using loopers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but back then you had to play them all. <laughs> yeah, and um, the vocal delivery on that song too was, Cornell was just great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what you got? It's you got, so hard not to want to hear. The I know. Thing. I want. I was like, <laughs> let's just have a make this a radio show. Next on uh, <laughs> Dirty Dozen Top Twelve, <laughs> this one's for you, little Sally from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> she requests number one. <laughs> Fill on Black Days because mm. you have that black lung you're dealing with. It's awful. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, if you have black lung, I really apologize. You're yeah. <laughs> so mean. I, I was just sincere. trying to enjoy Sun Garden. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, just a complete sidebar. Let's take a quick five-second detour hmm. from the world of Sound Garden. Uh, where, what are you drinking here today? Um, can we say the name? You can say the name. I'm sure that they would love it. It's a Sierra Nevada... Um, variety pack here of different IPAs. I just finished a delicious autumn brown ale. Uh, it's called the Tumbler and a Ruthless Rye IPA, which is um, pretty tasty as well. And I think you need to pass me the um, bottle yeah, opener know, or what they call a church king in the days, <laughs> which I didn't never understood. But it opens beer, so it works out good. Ah, so I'm gonna try a Ruthless as well. So thank you, Sierra Nevada, for putting out good beer. Cheers. Cheers. And you can play at home at home <laughs> with your own Sierra Nevada. Uh, all right. Uh, so you're up, I think. Um, okay. So um, we're in the super unknown now. Okay. Um, and it's actually the opening track, Let Me Drown. It feels like the perfect album opener. Feels good, good energy. Uh, really like showcased each member. Um, and it's real fun to play drums on too, to play along. It's a... Uh, yeah that's on my list too oh yeah i'm glad yeah because i think that one's often overlooked but that one's just a, a fun one if i was ever in a cover band soundgarden cover band that would be like oh yeah, yeah opening yeah. song yeah. for sure it's just that whole that, that, that beginning part and he's so deep with the guitar it's great yeah okay but yeah that's so that's, that's gonna sound good on the uh spotify mix <laughs> so don't worry you're gonna hear all of it and you're gonna give them the money they deserve uh <laughs> or their relatives the money yeah, they the deserve uh it's funny though I, I i did a quick uh i went on was on wikipedia for some reason i just couldn't remember some of the older band members mm-hmm. and uh like back before they were even signed uh like sub pop and stuff uh so anyway i saw that they list the current members of it is everybody in the band before, except for Chris Carnell. 
like Chris Cornell's oh, out, really? so they don't have a lead singer. They just have like Kim and the, all those guys in there, wow. and it's just. But they have those three as they're in the band, and I guess they still are. Uh, I don't know if they're looking for a singer. They can do like remember. I hope not, because uh, you never. You know what they need to do? Uh, Rock star Soundgarden. No. <laughs> <laughs> remember that with the excess? That was great. <laughs> I, I watched that. I love in excess, but yeah, it's, sometimes you need to just leave it. It's untouchable. You know, that dude, I think he had, like, some drug overdose after. He just got, he gets so high on cocaine, the guy that won that. He sounded pretty good, but it was, like... Which guy, was, the replacement? Yeah, the replacement. Oh. The replacement, yeah, they, he made it, like, nine months, and then he... Oh, really? I didn't he know. Got old, he got money, and he got drugged out, and uh. then they fired him for being drugged out, I guess. Well, uh, I think role. so. Uh, at least that's what I heard. If you hear something well, different, or you, you, know, here, so or, you know, or you know what's happening beyond that, besides my... Then write my, a, a my strong fading memory letter. of what happened during Rockstar in excess. <laughs> Back in, you get 95% yeah. of you're like, if you what is Rockstar yeah. in excess? It was kind of like, you know, it's like uh, The Voice or whatever, but it was, mm-hmm. they actually had the members of in excess mm-hmm. trying out new singers. But it was so funny that they were trying to be all inclusive and they had people on there that there was zero, zero, zero point zero zero percent chance, even negative percent chance <laughs> yeah. that they would win it. I have to. I just had. I just had one of my uh, my rugrats running into the room. I had to kind of say. I took a little detour. She's she's not really a rugrat anymore. She's kind of, <laughs> but she's all into this uh, music. She's my metalhead uh, child. Yeah, yeah. She's like listening. She's all the the Leo Morichetti, uh, the Frog Leap Studio uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. She loves that. She's like they, he did this one video with and this this complete sidebar. And I'll go back to this. Um, <laughs> Uh, th- with a bunny in it, warning through an airport. Yeah, and yeah. they did a gorilla song, and it was oh, so good. Like the gorilla song is awful, but the, <laughs> but the way that he played it, it was like one of those songs that that's one of the only songs I heard by him. That's like, oh, that sounds like his song. You know, it was yeah, good. it was makes it fun. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, a complete sidebar. Hmm. Everybody's now now googling uh, Leo. Uh, <laughs> just type Leo in covers, and you'll see it. Or Leo and hello. Uh, anyway, uh, 39 million views or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, so I'm up, I think, right? Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, pretty news. Did mm. I say that already? I, I'm, 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 because it's all like here and there. So, no. pretty news, which is down on the upside. And I really like this song. And that's well, that's probably why I played it on the intro. But the it's just that sort of, I like that weird vibe with it. There's not heavy duty guitar playing in it. It's but the tuning was cool, the the vibe is cool and Oh well, I wouldn't need to play that. Let's do it. Let's play like a middle of it. Okay. Yeah, that one was a close one almost on my list and I cut it, but that one is, is another special one. It's cool because the it has like listening throughout it today there's like really cool guitar things going on in there that you don't really pick up on and again it was kind of eastern sounding stuff that's going yeah. on and it's just and, real and, textured and it, you know and i did a lot with wah on that yeah and like i thought it was like at first i heard i was like he's doing like a satari thing no right, it's just it sounds, right. it's just the open c tuning and mm-hmm. playing with the wah and and lyrically like a cleaner love with a dirty feel like there's just some gems in the song that always stand out I'm like man that is just like uh something you would get like tattooed or something you know it's just yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really cool stuff going and it's kind of also a little bit sad because if it's like pretty news and you think about 
Um, don't like what you got me hanging from and the way that Chris died too, but it's just, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but, but still good, good tune for sure. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm more thinking about what they, how they wrote it at the time. Not necessarily yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> the only other one I put, and this one I saw, I just felt once again, I looked at it as a set mm. as just a slight break. And I thought it was a really good song and it, it it's a little bit, it's not as heavy handed uh, which is burden in my hand, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I really love the song. So it it was a good like departure song for them, but I I really liked it. And I'll throw a couple seconds. It almost reminds me of like a a temple of the dog. Like you, you think that they would have done this song, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's definitely in that in that vein more than yeah than Soundgarden, but. No, that one, uh, that one made my list. It was actually my number 12 only because it was going in order. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that one has that great lyric opener. Like, yeah, follow yeah. me in the desert, thirsty as you are. It's just, um, it's a good good tune. And it just, it feels good. Good musicianship. Um, lyrically, it's, yeah, it's, it's really great. amazing. That storytelling kind of thing that you hear in like a country and stuff. But Chris Cornell just had a good um, talent with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, you can pull out. If you put good music in front of it instead of some buddy picking and not that I'm saying well, yeah. country music is yeah. bad, but <laughs> country music is bad. Uh, <laughs> some country music is I bad. Like there's there, there's some country music I actually can can deal with. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, not not necessarily all the popsters now. In, in, no, it's got to be the classic, the, the classic country guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you, uh, I think you're up. Yeah. Okay. I left off at "Let Me Drown." So um, that song goes right into my wave. Okay, and that made my list here, and it's all about that riff. Kind of has that, the tug and pull, drums dance around it. Kind of, it's got it's like staccato stops, but it just it, it feels good. It's got that groove, especially when the drums kick in there. Um, just a cool lyric too, like um, "Don't come up here, piss on my gate, save it, just keep it off my wave." It's just yeah, again, yeah, no, great I, lyrics. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my list as well. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm almost done. Uh, I think. Because I think we've had a lot of similar songs on there. I'm just gonna throw one on. Uh, the day did, we didn't talk the day I tried to live, did we? Not yet, but it's on my list. It's also. on my list. Yeah, okay. yeah. That one, I, I, I kind of when I was going through Super Unknown, it's one of those things you can go through and it's like, oh, there's so many good songs on here. Uh, same mm-hmm. with Bad One Finger, and uh, I was like, I could put so many songs on here, oh, and yeah. I just came Easy. down to when I was looking at the final twelve cut, which believe me, you know, I'm sure somebody's gonna have problems with our lists or whatever and that's fine everybody has their own list kind of but if you look at it there's you try to get it to 12 it's it's hard it's right. it's hard yeah. yeah so uh i'll give you a couple seconds here it is the bass is just crazy yeah. good i i love songs with just bass and, and as a guitar player i i still yeah. love that moments where it's just bass and drums and just going and it's nothing else nobody else trying to fill that space nothing else and just kind of feeling it yeah and then if the guitar coming in just playing some of the bass line and kind of riding with it well it's it's interesting because it's it's like this descending half steps right as a guitar player it's probably really it's interesting to hear because it's like there's that but then at the same time um he's singing over that which is probably really difficult to to do this at the same time of these weird half step descending yeah so yeah 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 it's a, a seemingly simple riff that ends up being this really just uh, attractive, uh, infectious song. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
Yeah, that's on my list too. Okay, and that cool. one actually bumped out um, Phil on Black Days. Oh, okay. Yeah, those yeah. were neck and neck for me. Okay, fair enough. That's that's cool. So, what else are we missing? What are we um, missing? I'm kind of wondering if I I should have been crossing this off as we were speaking. <laughs> well, uh, for me, next was Mailman. Really? Um, that one might be a little deeper cut, but it's one of those. Uh, Matt Cameron actually wrote this riff. It's real drudgy, kind of sludgy riff. Um, it's got the beautiful vocals over it. Um, again, lyrically, it's like it stands out for me. Whereas, like, I know I'm heading for the bottom, but I'm riding you all the way. It just has that really cool, just yeah, yeah. again, standout song for me. But yeah, oh, no, that's man. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, like when you when you hear the guitar on this, it's like it always sounds slightly out of tune. Right, dissonant a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cassophonistic, just a little bit, but just in a good way. Yeah. And then Chris is just amazing. Right. And he kind of pulls it all play together. play over this like incredibly heavy, like dirty stuff, and then just put this beautiful, pretty thing over it, and it's just that contrast that they did that really made them stand out. But yeah, I don't know if it's because uh, a drummer wrote that riff, but I really love that that tune. Um. Yeah, and then, I mean, next on my list, it just went to Black Hole Sun, actually, which we right, talked yeah. about. Uh, Spoonman didn't make my cut, but Black Hole Sun did. Yeah, and these are your favorite songs as opposed to the, well, yeah, and the it's, sad, if you will. Yeah, but it's that thing where, like, we talked about, um, you can't deny Black Hole Sun. It's one of those songs, like, it, when you'll hear it on any radio station, probably, it stands out on its own. Uh, it's that pretty guitar intro that brings you in. Almost sounds like a piano, like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing going on there. Um, yeah, slow tempo, great parts, the composition all the way through. It's just um, a good tune, and it's like when it's on, I won't always listen to it. I'll skip past it, but uh, overall, it's not something I'll always listen to. But um, it's a good song, can't deny it. Do we want to? And the video is cool. I mean, you remember oh, the video? Yeah, cool. yeah, with the serpent tongue and all that stuff. Yeah. Kim's Kim's uh, pedal board must be huge. Yeah, he's just generally all effects. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure it's all in the rack anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the only other things I had, and I don't know. Once again, I'm I, I wish I was taking this because I kind of jumped around. You should have printed it out like I did. Yeah, I, I'm not crossing <laughs> it off because I'm kind of trying to manage the whole house here. Yeah, and just the I guess the last two. I think we talked about one of them. Blow up the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we talk about that one? That's yeah, we one, did. Yeah, it's a standout tune in their catalog. I feel like um, something moving about it, heavy emotionally. It's almost oh like, no, it, that was like on the fringe. That was like yeah. If I had a a, a baker's dozen, you know, thirty baker's dozen. Yeah, right, right. Um, that, that I think I was even reading yeah. that Kim Thale was saying uh, when they had that song that his girlfriend like listened to it would was like crying or something because there's something about that song when you really just listen to it. It's it's just it it pulls that out of you. It's, okay, it's a good good tune. And then my last one was Burden in My Hand. Uh, and we talked about that. We one. talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're good. We got Jake's Dirty Dozen. I'm going to put Jake's Dirty Dozen and my Dirty Dozen and we'll have it on there. <laughs> and let people vote. And, and let people vote. Or, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think there's going to be, it's like, the winner with three yeah. votes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Let all, let all two of you out there vote. All two, yeah. That's a please vote. <laughs> vote early and vote often. Uh, a little blow up the outside world for a sec. This one, it's very Beatles-esque for yeah. for Soundgarden. I know. 
they all actually listened to Beatles and loved them a lot, which makes sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think this has been fun. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been fun doing the homework, just trying to narrow it down to 12 essential songs for me, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like what we did is we took a couple weeks and we went through the entire catalog of Soundgarden. I've heard every song that I can imagine I, that Soundgarden put mm-hmm. out. Any idea what the next band is going to be? I don't want to do like... You know, I, it's like oh, let's do Metallica or let's do Bear yeah. Hell. It's got to be some. It's got to be something really, like uh, a little bit off the main path. Yeah, and with a rich catalog that we could really like dive into. Because if you pick a band that has one or two, like, well, I got one that's perfect for you, uh, uh, Jake. Uh, I don't know if you've known. Uh, well, he one of the bands he was in local here in LA played out in clubs. He was in a tribute band. For Faith No More. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. And so, yeah, maybe that's the next one. We should, actually. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. It's a so, band that has a, a wide catalog there. And and I've seen them many times. There you go. So, uh, yeah, okay. So let's let's do that next time. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to Sierra Nevada for sponsoring this beer that I'm drinking. <laughs> I don't think they're sponsoring us, but they did sponsor the label of this beer that I'm drinking. <laughs> So uh, uh, we're going to put a Spotify playlist. We're going to have Jake's playlist. We're going to have Rob's playlist. And we're also going to have uh, the bonus cuts. Any song we mentioned in this entire thing, uh, you're going to be able to hear in the the Miss the Cut uh, <laughs> track. Or, uh, or maybe I'll just name it off of a track that nobody's heard of on the on the King Animal <laughs> that I actually kind of like. Was the, uh, bones of birds uh, <laughs> I don't even remember practically yeah, half the songs of that I know it was, it was one of those things that I had to listen to I was like yeah, like, yeah okay I was like I, they're not going to make my list so but anyway uh, thanks so much for everybody listening and uh, uh, we have a Facebook page so check out our Facebook page uh, and uh, Dirty Dozen Podcast and have a good day <laughs>